0: with 5280 esports um we have a special guest today and a friend of mine uh his name is joe with uh Zalos gaming um thanks for joining us joe um taking the time out of your day to talk to us first off i guess we would say is tell us a little about yourself like who you are kind of um how you got into the esports industry here in colorado
1: okay well i started by playing competitive rocket league i don't know if i'd be considered a pro- professional or not mm-hmm. uh i traveled throughout north america competing in dream hack montreal dream hack dallas uh playing against the likes of like cloud nine and g2 and that's kind of where i got my uh, base in esports but i eventually through those tournaments being able to see like the backstage of everything and seeing these organizations i figured out that my passion wasn't necessarily playing anymore it was Mm -hmm. more so um like helping other people play and I wanted to start an organization myself because I saw a lot of the ways that these uh, organizations were running and I wanted to kind of have my own take on it. I think they were doing a good enough job, but not enough passion. So that's what I wanted to bring to the industry.
0: Very cool. Yeah. And I I, um, I actually got connected with you through Metro uh, MSU Denver, which is one of the um, bigger campuses here in Colorado in the heart of Denver. And um I actually connected to you from one of my other classmates um that was part of the esports club there. This was what years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. And um so I connected I reached out to you and I actually did try to at that time I was didn't know what I was really doing. I was kind of just starting out. I didn't really know how to get into esports. And so I was working a little bit with you. We got to know each other and then I had my first kid and then I kind of just took a break from everything. Mm-hmm. Um but that's kind of how we knew each other is from from college, I feel like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I started the uh, esports program at MSU Denver. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I got my organizational taste. Like I was able to balance their budget and kind of deal with all the back end stuff rather than the front end. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got started on all that. And then I eventually decided to start Zalos. So at
0: Metro, you you were head of their esports club, right? Mm-hmm. And did you have to be like nominated to get that, or how did you end up getting in that position?
1: Yeah, well, I founded the club, <laughs> and then we hosted an election, and that's mm-hmm. where I eventually got elected as the president.
0: And so, how many year? How when was this? How many years ago was that? How many years ago was that when you started?
1: Um, I think it was 2019, right before COVID.
0: Oh. So you became head, and was there an already kind of any established esports like community there at all, or did you have to start from no. scratch?
1: I started from scratch. I kind of, I kind of skamaz the entire program for MSU. So I decided Mm. to like, when I was first applying there, I was transferring schools from Colorado state Mm -hmm. and I told them that I wanted to focus on esports because I was going into their sports management program. Mm -hmm. And I told them that it, like, I wasn't going to attend their college. If I couldn't focus on that, I wasn't just going to join their sports management program and write um essays on the chicago bulls like every other sports management student was doing or whatever team Mm -hmm. i told him my assignments were going to be the exact same but i'm going to focus on esports i'm going to matt like meet all the criteria but it's not going to be the exact same route that everyone else is taking and i'm i'm grateful for msu because dave lamont he is i think there i can't remember i think assistant director of campus recreation and Mm -hmm. he helped push esports a lot and really brought it to the board at the university
0: wow so you started from scratch and and you told them that you wanted to like form that club there is that basically what what it was yeah and and so then what did you start doing did you start like reaching out and how did you grow the community there yeah
1: we were reaching out we uh at msu they had like a bunch of tables everywhere every couple Mm -hmm. of weeks where people could um where all the clubs would meet and stuff like that and so we had clubs there uh, at those tables, we hosted events, and it kind of just spread naturally and organically because a lot of people are actually interested in esports.
0: And so, did you guys like do any sort of events or anything with MSU? Did you host any like community events or tournaments?
1: Yep, we hosted uh, community events in like the main student center. We went on to into the—I don't remember if it's an auditorium or what—but we hosted like a Smash Bros tournament and a Rocket League tournament. I think. Oh we had a couple hundred like attendees that showed up for the tournament, mm-hmm. whether they played or watched. And that was, we kind of combined it with a movie night at the university so we can raise some awareness.
0: So that was your first kind of taste of, of like starting an esports org then like that was kind of the start of it. Yep. And then, um so you built that.
1: How long did you do that for? Uh, I did that for about a year up until COVID started. And then, mm-hmm. I started taking classes through the business program at MSU um, mm-hmm. where I was able to create like a business plan and stuff. And that's where I started Zalos and really started pushing for it. So they allowed <clears throat> me to start like, in order to graduate from there, you had to have an internship and they allowed me uh, to do my own internship under my own company. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense, but yeah, they, they were like, okay, I'll, we trust you because I'd, Shown how much passion passion I had going into it, mm-hmm. and so they took a chance on me, and I really appreciate that from them. So you you at this at the same
0: time you were running MSU's esports club, you were creating Zalos, and you were, if I remember correctly, you were almost funneling people from MSU to Zalos. Yep, or not, but like kind of referring them, moving them over, getting them. Yeah, there's kind of organization.
1: a pipeline, and that's where I got my start in Denver by meeting all the people locally outside of Rocket League. Because I knew a lot of the Rocket League players locally, but mm-hmm. nothing from any other esports.
0: So you become head or so you create Zalos, and I remember that was your one of your school projects kind of started right before your business class. Yep. You started that and you had like a business plan, you had everything built out for that, right? Yep. And so uh, I guess what I would say is, what was the ultimate end goal? What do you want Zalos to come out to, or end up
1: being? So, in my opinion, esports still has a long way to go in terms of following the traditional sports model but eventually Mm -hmm. i think it'll be like geolocated and franchised similar Mm -hmm. to like what you see in overwatch and call of duty where these teams are tied to a city and they own a regional market Mm -hmm. and when those esports leagues eventually eventually expand into secondary markets whether it's denver cincinnati whatever the secondary market you choose i want to at least have my name in the hat for when esports comes here and God willing, I will have, uh, like I'll be the no brainer for who they come to whenever they eventually arrive in Denver.
0: Yeah. That's a great position to put yourself in. So then that would leads me into, uh, I don't know if there's too many organizations in Colorado, um, or at least any of them that have maybe gotten any sort of prestige to it. But, um, I guess if there were any other esports organizations, what sets yours apart, um, from the others?
1: Uh, I think it's the community that we have. We already have our uh, roots deep down in SSE, which is South Suburban Esports and local hosts. I know all the people there. Uh, I competed in these esports programs in like RLCS and DreamHack. So I know a lot of the tournament organizers, other esports organization owners, professional players, and I think that's going to help our content uh, start out at the very least. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a bunch of professional players within rocket league that are willing to help me get that content started and at least share audiences.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so do you like, so if somebody wants to, well, obviously everyone can reach out and, and contact Zalos through what is your social handles?
1: Uh, Zalos compete.
0: Okay. So they can reach out. Zaylos so, uh, Zalos compete. And do they, if somebody wanted to join the community, are there like, I guess like sponsorships or do they play under the team or do they keep their own identity? If somebody wanted to join, kind of get an idea of what they can expect.
1: Yeah. So they'd have to reach out to uh, either myself or we have a bunch of admins in the discord that help me run it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of depends on the team. Uh, we host tryouts normally when it comes to the teams. Um, and then each eSport kind of has their own uh, head. So we have someone in Valorant, someone in Rocket League, someone in rainbow six siege and they kind of take control of the rosters and host those tryouts pick those players and then uh, we end up competing in the local lands
0: and so like do you do any sort of so you're you're mainly an esports org that competes right yep that's kind of like what your main focus is
1: yeah competing and doing content and then we also have our apparel we're kind of taking a three-pronged approach Mm mm-hmm
0: so have you guys been to any event? I know you guys have actually come to our events at uh, down at Localhost, but do you, do you guys go to any other events or com- compete in anything else that um, listeners can Locally
1: about? or regionally? Uh, any of them. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we we compete a lot locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we compete in pretty much every Rocket League tournament. And then we've started ramping up Rainbow Six Siege again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of like regionally, we compete in a few different leagues. They're kind of like tier three, tier two leagues for Rainbow Six Siege and Valorant. But Mm -hmm. we're pretty much always at like uh, Worlds for Rocket League, except for this time, obviously, because it's in Germany. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not necessarily competing, but we have a lot of friends that we go there to support and maintain our contacts. And then, yeah, I guess our main focus is locally. I don't want to scale too fast because I see a lot of esports organizations Mm -hmm. right now struggling to pay their players and coaches at mm-hmm. least that's what my uh contacts are telling me. And so <laughs> I don't want to be similar to that. I want to make sure I'm doing it right and have the foundation done first locally mm-hmm. that way I have enough to support whenever we expand to global and yeah. regional.
0: Cuz we're not, you know, 5080, we're not like an esports org, but I do hear about how tough the financial landscape is in the esports industry like you know, trying to get the revenue to pay everyone or to get budgeting is extremely difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really tough because what you see a lot of these esports organizations doing is they try to scale so fast and mm-hmm. go global as fast as they can. And they get like massive sponsorship deals, whether it's hundreds of thousands or even millions. And then mm-hmm. whenever those sponsorships dry up, they don't have enough to pay their players. Yeah. Yeah. They spread themselves
0: too thin and then they have then it just collapses on itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And
1: so I want I want to make sure I have all the ground stuff done first locally. I'm not too worried about yeah missing my shot. Cause how old is Zalos now? Only a few years, right? Since nineteen. Uh I started it in twenty eighteen actually, but I oh. didn't end up taking it serious until twenty twenty. That's mm-hmm. when I was able to really put my head down and start grinding it out. So is do you have any other like day jobs or is it strictly Zalos? uh, Zalos and I'm getting my, uh, MBA right now.
0: Oh, nice. Are you going back to Metro or where are you?
1: I'm uh, at that? CU Denver. So the same, oh, campus. The same campus. Yep. But cool. I'm, I'm really focused on getting my MBA because mm-hmm. it's really helping me like handle the business side and make sure that I provide a sustainable business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well the,
0: I guess that can take us into what your opinion is like how has the esports landscape in Colorado evolved over the years? Um, and I guess what opportunities and challenges does it present for your organization?
1: Uh you want to go all the way back? Because I can tell you about <laughs> when esports were, like started. Yeah. I remember I
0: mean, I'm I don't know how old you are. I, I would take a stab that I'm older than you, but uh <laughs> you can go back as far as you want because I, I yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I remember when esports was just now getting their roots here and we were mm-hmm. playing on xboxes in a pizza hut or a GameStop mm-hmm. or whatever back when if i were to relate it back when call of duty was relevant because that's what i was playing it would have been like black ops 2 mm-hmm. and so that's a long time ago but over the years it's expanded massively i remember whenever a local host came in i went there and i had a few contacts there with the their ownership group, nerd street. Mm-hmm. And I kind of helped them map out like where to put computers and stuff like that and help build those computers. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was just trying to get my hands in anywhere I could and grow with the scene as much as possible. And I don't remember the second part of your question. I'm sorry. What did you say?
0: Um. Oh, so with the, with the esports um, industry evolving, in Colorado has that obviously it's create opportunities and challenges, but how does that, how has your, organization been able to um, capitalize on those? Yeah, I mean... Or face those challenges, really.
1: uh, I mean, just growing with the scene is... Yeah, both created challenges and presented opportunities. It it allowed us to find talent that otherwise we would have never known about. Mm -hmm. Uh, People... We know people that compete in RLCS or compete in Tier 1 leagues across these different esports. And I don't think... We would have even seen those players if the scene didn't grow. But it also presented challenges because there's some competition within Colorado. I remember when three oh three Esports was around. Mm-hmm. Um they got a really big boost on us because they had the name. Obviously mm-hmm. ours is Zalos and they don't people don't necessarily associate that with Colorado yet. Mm-hmm. That's eventually where I'd like to go, but whenever they were looking for esports in Colorado, three oh three esports popped up right away. And yeah. that was a major benefit for them
0: which is actually the strategy i took because i started out as fat boy gaming mm-hmm. and then i was like you know i we need to focus a little bit more on colorado and be a little bit more of a professional brand that is more recognizable And so that's kind of why i, I we did the the brand change to 5280 <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, just because I, yeah, I think that's genius
1: and... because it, mm-hmm. like people really resonate with that it's really like Whether I don't know whether you decide to pick up teams or whatever you decide to do, but when people Mm -hmm. see 5280 esports, they'll associate that with Colorado. And whenever they leave, like if they live in Colorado, they'll be like, oh, I I see that they might be local. I'm going to go look them up. Same thing that Kansas City Pioneers did. They're Mm -hmm. just pioneers now, but they were able to like group up with the Chiefs, like partner with the Chiefs because they were local and everything was just so seamless because people knew that they were from Kansas City.
0: Well, that was my philosophy of like, you know, with esports, a lot of it is going to be grassroots in your local communities, and so I figured, you know, the name itself has to be recognizable with where you're going to start. Otherwise, you're just another, you know, Twitch streamer that's everywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> and at least for me, uh, you you had a good good idea because you started with a different foundation. But for mine, I had to figure out a way to connect with the locals and and start yep. there, you know.
1: Uh, I wanted yes. to. Do, I wanted to really start to interrupt you, but I wanted to mm-hmm. build like a brand that meant something to me. And I mm-hmm. was, I was sitting there literally in the MSU parking lot, right on Fifth Street, mm-hmm. like trying to come up with a name. And I eventually thought of Zalos, which is the Greek god of competition. Oh, cool. And our tagline is "Make your idols your rivals." And I was, I still idolize like Nade and Hex. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to just sit here and be like, I want to. I wish I could be in their position. Mm -hmm. I want to rival their position and make something of my own and so that's where I eventually got came up with the name and the tagline I didn't want them to just be my idols I wanted them to eventually be my rivals
0: yeah that's awesome that's a I was gonna ask you how you came up with the name so that's really cool (laughs) uh yeah because for me I it was funny I didn't want to at first uh, people I talked to because I forever I was or at least it felt like forever I always had that looming thought of like man i I want to change the name so I'm more professional, but I don't want to be cliche and do mile high or 303 or something that's like, yeah. every right living in Colorado or living in any state, they always have that tagline or that name that everybody uses, right? Everything is mile high here or 5280 or 303. And I just, but I was like, you know, what, I just have to, even though it's not my, it just wasn't perfect for me. I, it's it fit best. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, I know what, like it's cliche because mm-hmm. it works. Things are cliche yeah, because exactly. they work. And so that makes sense. I mean, the only reason I didn't do all that is because I, I knew I was starting really early mm-hmm. and I wanted to, I figured that I could really attach myself to Colorado by doing grassroot work. Mm-hmm. It'd be mm-hmm. harder, but I can have a brand that I really resonate with. And I, I found it very easy to like create a whole story behind my brand. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, that name and tagline's awesome it's got a great story behind it thank you (laughs) and i love the logo and and then like everything i think you've done a great job branding on it so far
1: thanks that i mean it ties into all of our apparel and everything so like all of our apparels related to different gods from different like mythologies Mm -hmm. and so i'm eventually going to take that route whenever i uh expand the merchandise
0: definitely um well, what initiatives has your organization taken to help promote um, and support local gaming and esports in Colorado? I mean, they've had ho- events and stuff, but like, you know, what else do you guys kind of help with?
1: Uh, we try to do as much as we can, whether it's connecting people with uh, people that might be able to expand their network. So we do a lot of networking through the university. Mm-hmm. We uh, group up with local, whether it's students in high school or collegiate or even outside of that, that are looking for a team to compete with Mm -hmm. and we try to just hook them up with other people that are in the same position looking for uh, a team Mm -hmm. and then we kind of like point them in the right direction like hey there's different Mm -hmm. leagues in hosts, or different these are the leagues that have uh, treated us correctly Mm -hmm. uh, regionally and we would recommend like trying for these ones but we just kind of try to help provide them a little bit of knowledge that we've gained in the industry
0: yeah give them like a platform. Cause I feel like in Colorado, in my opinion, you know, we're not a coastal state. I've said this before. We're not a, a California, New York, Texas, Florida. We don't have a very big, I guess, esports vibe or community, you know? So yeah, for us, it's up to <clears throat> us little small um, startups to kind of create that. And, and it's a grind. It's tough, but <laughs> you know, we're doing what we can for the community.
1: <laughs> yep. I mean, I think it's, I think it's really important to get it, like all under one umbrella. I want everybody Mm -hmm. within Colorado that's interested in esports to know each other. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my plan for Zalos is to unite them under one umbrella brand Mm -hmm. eventually. But for now, I just, I really find myself connecting with the people locally because it's all passion driven. Like, like you said, Mm -hmm. it's, we're not a coastal state. There's not a lot of money here right Mm -hmm. now, but it's all since it's all passion driven, I just see how much it means to everybody. And that's why I want to take part in it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Sharing the same passion is one of the coolest things to, to grow with people, especially meeting new people. But you also did start the MSU um, club. So that right there is right. You started that they, MSU didn't have an esports yeah, club, right? I started that. So it's almost like a legacy thing for you there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. And I'm, I'm, I don't know if any other campuses have that. Does CU Denver or um, CU Boulder Denver have that or sorry um, CC,
1: what is it? Colorado community? Uh, are you talking on the same campus?
0: Yeah. Do their, do their
1: schools have a club? Uh, I know that um, CU Denver has one, but it's not necessarily the same route as ours. It's not mm-hmm. so much focused on competing. It's more just like get together and casually game where mm-hmm. I think MSU wanted to uh, compete mm-hmm. in like uh, CRL, which is collegiate rocket league and stuff like that and really take it serious. Yeah.
0: Um Well, as since you're the head of Zalos, I'm sure you run into, um, a lot of challenges. What are, um, before we get into the challenges, what would you consider the most significant achievements or milestones for your, your organization?
1: Um, I don't really know if this is like, I know in terms of like organization as a whole, whenever we won, whether it's local lands for Rocket League or we've actually won a few uh, regionals for tier two leagues in Valorant and Rainbow Six Siege, in terms of competing, those are our biggest achievements. But in terms of like, personal growth tied in with the brand it's the connections i've made like becoming Mm -hmm. friends with people that i used to idolize like rizzo and rocket league uh jake lucky he's just kind of like a news reporter within Mm esports these people i used to reach out on twitter and if you told me three years ago that i would eventually know these people i would have told you no (laughs) way yeah but just by building out a brand that they can that they respect Mm -hmm. and gaining all that their attention that's been a blessing and a curse because i'm trying to figure out how i can uh, tie it all together right now i'm kind of doing it backwards with xalos normally Mm -hmm. whenever you're an esports organization you start ground level and work your way up and eventually meet contacts at the top Mm -hmm. but for xalos i've started kind of at the top with all those connections from competing and Mm -hmm. i need to connect with people that could eventually be fans and a larger Mm -hmm. market if that makes sense
0: that's true. Like networking wise, I feel like I've networked with tons of people, even locally in Colorado. But it's like you have the network. And now you got to figure out a way to do something with that network, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you, you meet these people. And, um, and you know, they have that you have that connection. And now you're trying to fit them in and how they can help grow the communities. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: um, I guess so then what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced? Biggest challenges? Well, mm-hmm. obviously, like we're doing okay right now, but esports is coming out of a recession mm-hmm. and it was pretty tough for like all esports organizations. I mean, the money was drying up pretty quick. I think whenever those esports organizations were expanding and going crazy uh, with sponsorships, the, the bubble eventually had to pop. And I think that's kind of what just happened. And so salaries for players were insane. Like I'm all for paying players, but, it was impossible for like smaller organizations like myself to mm-hmm. like even join tier one esports because the salaries were just crazy it was impossible to even i mean yeah you can have all the connections in the world but there's not enough money for all those players right now
0: yeah it was like the bubble burst like it, it was just it got so inflated and i felt the same way where you had these exorbitant amount of not only prize pools, right? They had millions of dollar yeah. prize pools. They're playing are uh, paying their um, players ridiculous amounts. And they had those. Um, I don't, I'm pretty sure they're still popular, but remember those like training houses, you'd have yeah. like a content house or a training house and they would like fly them out there, pay for everything. And it was just, it was a lifestyle that I don't think would have could, could, uh, could keep up.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was sustainable. And yeah. I think it's especially hard because since esports is relatively new and we're Mm kind of following the traditional sports model with leagues, we kind of got to figure out like how these esports organizations are going to be able to make money, whether it's through revenue sharing through the league or shared advertising space. Cause right now the only way that esports teams are making money is through their merchandise that they're selling through content and then advertising space. But if you were to watch like a Valorant stream or anything like that, or rocket league, the only advertisement space that the organization that themselves have is the logos on their Jersey. They don't get yeah. any of the like advertising space on the stream, like any shouting out of the sponsors. Mm-hmm. There's no like advertising segment for them. It's all, all on themselves and all just what the camera can pick up when they're looking at the players, what their jerseys on. Mm-hmm. So they kind of got to figure out how to monetize it better for organizations because the leagues almost have a monopoly on it. That's true
0: because right now it's such a wild west. There's no, I feel like I don't know. In my opinion, there's no like NBA or NFL or yeah. um, any of these other leagues that are maybe for either all of esports or specific games. I know there's the Rocket League and there's Call of Duty, but I just I, you're right. There, I think they need to almost look at the modern day sports and try to model a little bit closer to that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you almost need revenue sharing to make sure that. The organizations themselves and the brands are able to survive Mm -hmm. because if not you're just going to end up following the like xfl route where eventually there's no organizations; it's just all under one it's all under the league and the league owns every team and i don't i don't really resonate with that i i like to have a local team or a brand that i support and that's really what drives my passion it's not necessarily i don't necessarily care for the league itself yeah um, so then,
0: how do you see esports in the like continuing to grow here in Colorado? Um, you know, what, what is your take on it? Like, obviously, it's growing, but how do you feel like being on the ground level how it's looking?
1: Uh, I actually think it's looking pretty optimistic right now. We have a lot of students throughout every high school, whether they're starting clubs or competing, mm-hmm. and these high schools are being a lot more open to the idea of esports than I thought they would. They're mm-hmm. creating these clubs for these students and allowing them to compete. And when they eventually start graduating, whether they go professional or they decide to play collegiate, whatever it may be, it's there's a good pipeline in Colorado right now in terms of players. And I think yeah, because, that's going to help um, it expand a lot.
0: Yeah, because Chasta just recently, I don't remember how long ago it was, they made it part of their um, athletic curriculum, right? Yep. And so that's already been established. I don't think it's had full hasn't reached its full potential yet but there's a lot of pipeline for the for the current on i think that's going to really help boost the esports in Colorado.
1: Yeah, and I remember when like when I went to high school and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever, it was a lot of like I don't really want people to know I play video games all day. I don't want to be considered yeah. the nerd. <laughs> but now whenever you cool go up there, yeah, it's it's the cool thing. You see people wearing their esports jerseys proudly in high school and yeah, it's really cool. I like that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely changing. Um, so we know that there's a lot of opportunity that's going to be coming up hopefully soon. What advice would you have to give any aspiring gamers, um, you know, esports teams, anyone new that's getting into the, wants to get into the, um, e- you know, this esports scene in Colorado? I guess what, you know, giving a career or, you know, doing any content creation, joining any orgs, um, any advice
1: you would give them? Yeah, I mean, the biggest piece of advice that i could give to them is just put your heart into it like if you want to participate in esports there's room for everybody Mm -hmm. like whether you want to be a professional player or you want to be a coach you want to work with an organization or a talent agency whatever it may be i would just recommend putting your head down and grinding and reaching out to as many people as you can like ask all the questions you can ask for all the help you can, because the worst people can say is no. So I would just, and it's always a no. If you don't ask, that's the philosophy mm-hmm. I've lived through is I was uh, at the very beginning. I was afraid to reach out to like larger content creators or even larger sponsorship companies like Red Bull, whoever it may be, because I was like, Oh, there's no way that they're going to say yes to a little guy like me, but you don't, you never know. So you might as well just ask. Yep,
0: definitely. I, I agree. I think there's, lots of room to grow. I think there's plenty, plenty of opportunity here that especially it's going to show up soon. Um, And I just say, get connected, like just dip your feet into the, the scene. And there's already such a good foundation of like communities and network or um, yeah. Networking here that you can, you can start to get into it pretty quickly.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't really even think it necessarily matters what community you join. Mm -hmm. just join one and that'll help you build out your network because we're all starting to get really connected here in colorado Mm -hmm. and that'll help you make like join the scene overall it's all based on who you know
0: Mm -hmm. um so then what's your approach um on as an esports organization i guess founder or head um management how do you approach like team management player development um so that, because you guys compete in a lot of tournaments and you've competed in ours, which you won first place. Uh, I will say you guys are really good at Rocket League. You have a really strong Rocket League team. Um, but how do you guys, you know, what's your take on, on team management? Uh, I guess I know there's, you have multiple teams under you, right? How many teams does Zalos have?
1: Uh, right now we only have three.
0: You have what, Rocket League, Rainbow. And Valorant. And Valorant. Um, so how do you manage those teams?
1: Uh, yeah, so... The the best way that I did it was delegating the work a little bit because I figured mm-hmm. out that I was getting too overwhelmed trying to obtain sponsors and manage players, and develop the brand as a whole. And so I kind of delegated the work to people that were willing to help out, uh, and then kind of gave them incentives, whether it's a little bit of money or pieces of apparel, whatever it may be. And a lot of them they were passion driven and willing to help out. They wanted to create something with me, and so I eventually decided to create um kind of like a head of each department almost mm-hmm. and so we had like the head of the Rocky league team head of the valor team head of the rainbow team and they were they were the ones in charge of scheduling practices and reaching out to me for tournaments and they'd be like hey i need a hundred dollars to register for this tournament and then that's kind of where i'd come in and help register them but in terms of like overall team management i don't necessarily do that anymore mm-hmm.
0: It's tough, man, because when you start, you have to do everything. Like I found myself when I started with doing events, I just doing events alone was a huge undertake. And, you know, there's two two sides, right? There's the physical sides to the esport and then there's the digital side. Yeah. And so for me, both are tremendous amounts of, of efforts to put. You can't it's almost too much for one person. It is. <laughs> yeah. It and definitely um, is. yeah. And so you do have to create those layers of um, management style, you know? Like, yeah. I'm sure we'll have listeners, but like, you know, I guess what advice do you have for them as far as if they want to create their own org or create their own community?
1: Uh, Yeah. So what I would start with is like creating a brand that you're really passionate about. Mm. Uh, it's you're not going to necessarily survive if you just like create a McDonald's org that everybody has. Mm. I think you you really kind of want to start your differentiation factor there and really develop it based on who you are as a person, like create your own style of organization. Cause it's not one size fits all. You're not going to obtain everybody within a community all at once, no matter how hard you try, mm-hmm. you have to create your own organization and own community from the ground up. So just start with the few people that are willing to support you and really develop them and make sure all their needs are met and make sure that they feel at home with your organization And then eventually they start telling people how well you've treated them. Like, it doesn't matter if you have 10 followers or a thousand, if you have 10 followers that are really committed or a thousand followers that just follow you and don't do anything, I'd rather have the 10 followers all day. The people Mm -hmm. that are there watching your team, supporting you, purchasing your merchandise, whatever it may be, focus on the people that are really there for your organization from the beginning and then expand from there. Mm hmm
0: yeah and i would say like what we had talked about just get involved with your local communities like that's that's where you make your connections and that's where you get those stepping stones to grow and to just know what to do. To figure out from you know different collaborations yeah <laughs> what to do uh, i know we talked a little bit about it um you know with the with colorado adapting more of its esports into its um education system i just didn't know if you had any other thoughts on that like you know do you feel that it's going to be a big potential for the esports industry here in Colorado with because colleges, I don't know what's your take on college in Colorado versus high school esports.
1: Yeah, so I think esports in high school, you can't really like you can make money and you can compete in these local leagues, but and there might be a small prize pool. But in terms of collegiate, there's sponsorship opportunities all day long. Mm -hmm. And that really helps people like put people through college with their passion. And I think that's what college is all about. Yeah, you're supposed to like obtain knowledge, but it's really there for like gaining like connections and getting you prepared for the real world. And if it can do that within your kind of like passion base with esports, then I think that's a great idea. And I recently have been working with a few of the people on the board at MSU Denver Mm -hmm. and we're currently trying to create like esports classes within the university, mm. and we want to similar to sports management. We want to do like an esports management style of thing. And so I'm going to be down there doing like guest speaking and helping run those courses because I think it's really important to develop college. And then they said their end goal is eventually to add a esports minor and even eventually a major. Oh wow!
0: So you're still in contact with MSU, like still giving them. What, some sort of like ideas and suggestions and guidance and get involved with the college still?
1: Yep. Cause I, Uh, I, uh, I got pretty close with the people there that put the trust in me to run my own internship. And mm -hmm. when they saw that I took it serious and that it was my passion, they were willing to try different things. And I would literally just preach to them all day long how big esports is getting. Mm -hmm. And then they wanted to get, they wanted to get a head start before other. Uh, colleges like struggle to find their path in esports whenever it becomes too saturated. They wanted Mm -hmm. to be one of the first to do it. I'm really grateful for them to be like being open to that.
0: Yeah, they're great. I mean, we were there for their spring fling, which I might have been the same thing you did where you get the booths around campus uh, that they do during the day for Mm -hmm. all the students to look at. And I mean, they're really supportive with the esports industry. Yeah, Uh, they are. They uh, reached out to me and you know, me and local host went down there and talked to some people and, and got the word out but it's a great uh great college if anyone listening or everyone listening that wants to maybe find a college to get some support with in the you know if they're interested in esports i think they're a great place to start in colorado yeah i agree um, i know cu boulder has a pretty good one too good organization up yep. there
1: yeah one of the uh i used to actually compete with him but he is now their coach of the rocket league team mm-hmm. and they're expanding so fast. I, I love to see, see you boulder teams. I think mm-hmm. they have like close to 3000 members or something like that, something like that within their esports program. Wow.
0: Yeah. And I mean, do you guys like, do you sponsor any events or like, do you, you know, not host, but do you like do anything with like, if anyone want to partner with you guys?
1: Oh, uh, we don't necessarily do league management. That's actually kind of what we're starting next is we want to help grow the scene locally and, kind of help fill the void from when esports was in the recession. We saw a lot mm-hmm. of tournaments being canceled and a lot of the leagues being canceled locally. So we kind of want to help start that up again. So coming up, we're starting to create, we're going to start with a rocket league league mm-hmm. uh, where we're going to have like a regular season and then a finals that's going to be played on land. Really just kind of to regenerate that interest within Colorado and Denver Hmm.
0: yeah i was gonna say um the you guys the stuff you've that was my next question was to be what is Zalos working on in the future like what do you got in the pipeline that's coming up so you have a rocket league league that you're planning to do in colorado uh, where people i'm assuming you'll create announcements and stuff for it but if people want to get in touch they'll just follow you on socials
1: yep either follow us on socials or really you could join our discord our discord's probably like the best way to get in contact with myself and all of our players it's discord.gg slash Zalos. it's really easy and okay. you can just reach out to me through there
0: um so you have that going on i mean any other projects or anything else you guys got coming up that you're working on
1: uh that's pretty much the main, the main focus one. in terms of like front end i'm always doing the back end stuff to try to solidify the business but in terms of like actual creations that people will see for Zalos, that's kind of the main thing Mm, okay so
0: then you being in a position where you've been in the esports industry for a long time do you feel like there's any misconceptions or stereotypes in gaming and esports you know in colorado
1: or nation that you kind of wanted to
0: give your take on
1: (laughs) uh i think it just kind of has to do with like a generational gap. That's been my biggest struggle is mm-hmm. explaining to older generations how esports can be sustainable and what it is. Even mm-hmm. they had kind of they struggled kind of figuring out how esports could even be a thing. Like, oh, you're just playing video games, but it's not that. Like, mm-hmm. you're <laughs> to the consumer, it's the exact same thing. You're going to like if you were to watch Rocket League's World Championship last mm-hmm. year, we went to an arena. We watch these players compete in like on the center stage, which could be considered the field. And we were just all in the bowl within our seats. Like it's very similar to to traditional sports sponsors everywhere, like different teams competing, representing different regions, very similar. And so that's how I kind of found my success explaining it to older generations. Mm -hmm. But I think it just kind of has to go with like, as these students from in high school and college eventually start getting a little older and start making their own money, that's when we're going to really see esports expand because mm-hmm. they're they're going to start putting their money into that stuff rather than traditional, traditional sports, sports like yeah. football and yeah, like baseball, I whatever.
0: I had Kevin on here who was the manager at Localhost and he was giving me tons of statistics about the modern fan of traditional sports and the esports um, fans and yeah there's definitely a huge trend for gen z that's going to be putting their money and resources and time into esports yeah um and i think that is a a hard sell for the older generation you know we're like that that transition i think from the older mindset of video games to the what it is going to become
1: yeah because if you were to talk to like a lot of the older generation they still think it's you just sit in your room all day and play video games Mm -hmm. but that's not the case like yeah, like, yeah, you just play video games, but you're being on time for practice. It's instilling discipline. You're trying to be a good teammate, which is one of the core values of traditional sports. Like,
0: it's the same aspects of a traditional team game, you know, whether yep. you're basketball, football, soccer, you still have those same core values and traits that you would have in that as you do in esports.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So I think that's great. I think, yeah, I think Gen Z is, um, going to be taking it to the next level (laughs) for sure. So it sounds like you're positioning yourself for that though. Yeah, Um, I'm trying, I'm trying to get out of the
1: wave. Well,
0: I mean, that's most of the questions I had. I think that we did a pretty thorough, you know, dive into what Zalos is, what you represent, what you, what your philosophy is and kind of what you're doing here in Colorado, which I appreciate. I think you've done a great job here. I mean, did you have any questions or anything, anything like any other things you want to talk about? Let the audience know
1: um not really i mean if you wanted to reach out to us like i said it's the discord or we uh have all of our socials you could definitely reach out to us through there um but other than that i think i'm doing pretty good
0: cool well i I do like to ask my guests when they come on here because uh we try to do these weekly and i like to have at least one hopefully two per week um i just gotta get everyone scheduled in i'll be having um south suburban i think here pretty soon okay um so if you ever want to hop back on and do another show, I'm I love I love doing them. I think it's so much fun. I had a great time with you. <laughs> yeah, I love so whenever,
1: doing podcasts. So anytime yeah. you want to invite me, just let me know and I'll hop on. Okay, cool. Because
0: uh, everyone can, I usually publish them, you know, as soon as we get off, so it'll be up soon. Um, but what I like to ask everyone: what is your top three favorite video games? All that time you ever played? Yeah, all time.
1: Oh man, there's so many. This is gonna be tough. Yeah. Hey, Rocket League's one, number everyone, one. Everyone wanted at least three. <laughs> yeah, Rocket League's number one because that's like my bread and butter. Have the most time mm-hmm. in that one. Met all my friends through there. Allowed me to travel the world a little bit.
0: Got you to where you're at now.
1: <laughs> yeah. But in terms oh, number I'm kind of a story game nerd. I love that stuff. So maybe the Assassin's Creed franchise as a whole. Love that mm-hmm. one. And then gotta go Skyrim oh okay oh, i like skyrim but you made me you you had me leave out call of duty and i really played halo three see that's a tough question
0: i don't know it's almost like you need a top 10 or 20. yeah <laughs> well um well I, yeah everyone knows so if they want to reach out to you um you're the head of Zalos, you're the man that created it. You're head of uh you were the head and created uh msu uh, esports club thank you for being on um if there's anything else you can always reach out to us Um, but yeah, thanks for taking the time out and getting on and chatting and telling us about Zalos and kind of your backstory, man.
1: And I wanted to really thank you. I I feel like you don't get enough credit from (laughs) a lot of people. You, you do a lot of the groundwork. This is the important stuff for like really galvanizing the community and getting us together. Yeah. I
0: try to get involved as many communities I can. I do see, um, a lot of the same people, same faces at these events and it's just great to see everyone and everyone helping each other out. Um, so yeah, we're. Thank you, though, for that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, so everyone, thanks for listening. Um, We appreciate you guys being here, and feel free to chat with us whenever we're always uh, available on all social medias. For us, our show, you can find us at 5280 Esports on all of our socials, too. Well, thanks, everyone. Thank you, Joe. Um, You can stay on afterwards, though.